Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. here welcome back to another episode of the trading coach podcast thank you as always for joining me today i have a very special guest if you are familiar with the show then you've probably heard me speak about him before or you've even heard some of the guest posts that he's done on this podcast but i am here with superhero bob Fasil. <laughs> we just had a conversation about how humble he is now i'm going to make him feel awkward um but Seriously, Bob is big. Um, he works with the students uh, at our university, uh, just building deliberate success, mindset, confidence. Um, and although he is not a trader, he is somewhat familiar with what we do. And I thought it'd be pretty cool to bring him in and, and really talk about ways and, and tactics that we can go about developing a better mindset as traders. That way we can get over some of those psychological hurdles. So. Before we get into that, uh, Bob, do you mind introducing yourself in the most non-humblest way as possible? <laughs> if awkward, you can. Awkward is right, Akil. Um, so I guess my passions lie in what I do uh, for my volunteer work. So I'm the executive director of TEDx Lancaster's. TEDx events are independently organized TED events. So if you're familiar with TED Talks, um, TEDx events are independently organized TED events that organizers like myself around the world do in their hometown. So that's one thing that I do. Um, like you mentioned, I do the deliberate success program. I do that for the athletes, track and field and cross country athletes at Millersville University. I also do it for um, gifted junior high school and high school um, students in the area as well. And then to make money, I have a couple of retail stores. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah, to make money, own a couple of retail stores. Um, but yeah, th thanks for explaining that again. And a lot of our viewers are familiar with you, maybe not your background, but they just know you as the crazy motivational guy that we want to hear more from. Uh, so, you know, one of the reasons I want to bring you on is because the people I work with, they love your message um they beg for it to, to, to kind of be more and more and more not to just blow your ego up but it is it is very helpful because the main thing that we work with as traders isn't i mean i always say teaching the skill of trading is easy i mean it's not anything you're born with there's nothing genetically you don't have to i mean you have to be i guess smart enough to a certain degree you don't have to be a genius but it's not like the nba or nfl where if you're not 6'5 250 you don't have a chance it's something that anyone can learn a skill and if you work hard enough on that skill, you can get better at it. Where traders often struggle at is the psychological side. Um, and it's the knowing what to do, 
but actually going about doing it. And we have a, a process that I teach called process over outcome. It's kind of a mindset. We do the same thing with the track and field athletes where it's trust the process. You know, you, I'm a firm believer if you do things the right way for the right reasons for the right amount of time, you'll earn the success that you deserve. Um, and earn is the key word because it just doesn't come. You have to earn it. Um, however, a lot of people, as you know, I'm sure you've seen, they, they talk the talk, but they have trouble walking the walk. So although we're teaching traders about, hey, this is the process and they've gone through learning the process, they've tested whatever they're testing and they say, hey, this is profitable. Like this, what I'm doing works. And they're hearing me and our other coaches say, okay, now that you know it works, you've done all the hard work, just go and consistently execute it in the market. They have trouble doing that because when they get into the market, it becomes real. Emotional uh, emotions come into play. Um, you know about, you know, either strive towards pleasure or run from pain. It's always kind of a more run from pain thing and sabotaging your trading or sabotaging your trading and trying to get instant gratification instead of kind of getting what they really want out of it. So I was wondering if you had any advice on just how to make that jump, how to bridge that gap between knowing the right thing to do and knowing the process, um, but then actually doing it in real life, taking that, I guess, that taking the right action instead of just talking about it. Well, the approach that I use, and you use the word process, and that kind of falls into what my belief is in that. I don't particularly feel that when you come to that T in the road, so to speak, and you need to make a decision, that it all boils down to that one moment right there. To me, preparation is the key, that when you get to that T in the road, there isn't stress, um, there isn't a huge decision to make. Uh, you already know what to do because of your preparation. So what I call the six pillars of success are self-confidence, self-esteem, self-development, goal setting, risk taking, and leadership. And they are done in that order. So if you have a big decision to make, if you're going to take a risk, if you don't have confidence in yourself, if you don't have self-esteem, uh, you don't think you're going to be good enough to take the risk. And you're either going to make that decision consciously or subconsciously, but your mind is going to make that decision for you um, if you are not adequately prepared. So if you start with that first pillar and gain confidence, if you say, hey, I have the ability to do this, then if you gain self-esteem, I am good enough to make this decision and go to the next step, you know, self-development, just learning and getting better. Um, then you start to have those pillars in, 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 under your belt, so to speak. So when you get to risk taking, it's a lot easier for you. So when that happens, I think if you are adequately prepared prior to that, the decision or taking the risk actually is not going to be that big of a deal. Okay. That, that sounds something I've, I forgot where I've read it before. Um, but it was a it was a famous trading uh, psychologist that said um, the difference between stress and de-stress. And it was a great example he gave about uh, driving cars. Right, We're in the, the northeast of, of the United States, so we're used to driving in the snow. And he said, like, the first time you drive in the snow or the icy roads and the wheel kind of slips, you're in de-stress. You're panicking. You don't really know what to do. And you kind of you make a poor decision where it happens five years down the road, right, and it's not your first time doing it, 
it's still a stressful situation because you know you're sliding out of control but because you're i guess more confident in yourself you you know what decision to be made you know that hey when this happens or if this happens i know to turn the wheel a certain way and it's just the difference of the, the situation is the same it's still you're slipping on the ice but it's instead of panicking you're kind of under control is that that exact kind of very similar to what you were yeah and that also goes into a couple of things that help people take risks um, have it a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset so if you have a growth mindset you think that you're always going to be growing you're always going to be getting to the next level and you know that there's going to be setbacks so if you do take a risk and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted to you know it's all part of the learning process you don't say my my wrist didn't pan out. I'm a failure. I'm not mm. going to try that again. It's just it's just part of the process of growing. If you have a fixed mindset, you think this is this is where I am. Fate is going to take <laughs> care of things for me, which it will. Trust me. Um, <laughs> not the way you want it. Probably. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have a growth mindset, that that helps. But also, what helps in taking risks is taking a lot of small risks. Hmm. So if you take a lot of small risks, it builds something called self-efficacy. Oh, and self-efficacy is, I, I have a look it up. Trust me, I, I'm just thinking like, I'm, oh, yeah, self-efficacy. I am shaking just thinking about repeating that word into the microphone. <laughs> when I hear that, I just like shook my head and then quick Googled it after and see what it meant. But self-efficacy is your innate belief to be able to take risks and succeed. So if you go into something and it and let's just say it's a very big risk and you really even though you have all the preparation, mm -hmm. you're just not sure what the outcome or what you should do um, deep down inside, you have the belief that you can and you push through it. And even when hurdles and obstacles get in your way, you just push through them. So if you have if you don't have self-efficacy, if inside you don't believe you can when you you're you're going to give up when you hit a hurdle mm -hmm. or if you hit uh, you know a roadblock you don't have that innate belief that you can overcome that okay um so here, here's a question so we have something in trading called um a drawdown which is a period of time where you're losing money you're just you know you're you're doing the right things but the result just isn't there for you kind of like a, imagine like a, a hard training block as an athlete where it's like you're just you know you're doing all the right things but the body just isn't responding yet and you know, of course, you want to have faith and confidence that it will. You trust the training, it will. But at the time, it's you kind of feel like I'm in this dark, dark tunnel. There's no light. How will I ever get out? And for someone like myself, um, who I've been trading for bleh, 13 years now, um, I've been through my fair share of losing streaks. So I just don't care anymore. Um, it's the fact like I, I accept it. It happens. It's happened before. I know that I will trade out of it and I will be profitable. Um, so I don't really worry about it. It's kind of like just checking the boxes. This is supposed to happen. Things will get better because I have confidence in myself. I have confidence in my plan. I know that I'm going to take the right actions. This is going to happen. But for a, a someone that's just starting out, out that maybe never experienced it before, maybe this is their first time kind of being in a funk, um, where do they pull that that confidence from the, to stick with it and, and, and keep taking those risks, even though... I guess in real time, it seems like this is never going to get better and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. How do they find that within themselves? I think a couple of things. What I mentioned before, I think preparation is the key. So mm -hmm. you have to prepare yourself for it because if you don't, when that happens, um, the outcome is probably not going to be what you want. 
And also, too, I mean, I, I have never seen anybody's success graph be a completely straight line. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's up and down. Are you saying there's no shortcut to success? That's what the internet says. Well, if you... <laughs> The internet has never been wrong, Bob. For 1995, there you got go. a program. Yeah, one of those things. Because if you see that, like, don't walk, run. And run fast, because it's just not realistic. It is not going to happen. So there are going to be ups and downs. And, I mean, I'm not a trader, but, I mean, uh, and I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about financially. But, hey, I do the same thing. But, <laughs> I mean, no, no, sorry, sorry. I do, I do. I know what I'm talking about, guys. But let's say there's dollar cost averaging. And if I, if I you know, mm -hmm. think I know what that means, you know, you're, you're buying you know, let's say into a mutual fund periodically, mm -hmm. and sometimes the price is high, sometimes it's low, and it depends on how many shares that you're buying. But, I mean, if somebody is expecting wins all the time, like, why is there dollar cost averaging? Like, why would you just, why is the <laughs> stock going up, like, all the time? It's not going to happen. So if we dollar cost average, it's no big deal. It's just part of it. We know the down times is going to be low, and, you know, the good times is going to be high. So, you know, really, what's the difference? It's just normal that's going to happen. So even though... I mean, we've all been, we're all human. We've all been through some time. It's like, you know, am I ever going to pull out of this? Mm -hmm. um, if you're really logical about it, you know you are. It just stinks when you're in that position. But you know you are. It's going to happen. So you just have to, you know, bear with it and just have a system in place and just trust it. Yeah, I like, I like that. It's always, it's, yeah, it's, it's trust. I always talk about kind of a, a triangle, belief, actions, results. And, you know, and I know it can go it I don't know what order you want to you want to start with but you know the more you believe you you take the right actions you take the right actions you get the right results you get the right results more self-confidence and I know you believe kind of actions have to be before belief if I remember some of our conversations and and the way the brain works mm -hmm. um yeah action precedes change okay. so you don't change and then have a positive action you do the positive action and then your brain changes exactly Okay. Now, how do you go about, do you need that belief to take the positive action? Or is that taking that positive action is what's kind of developing, developing yeah, that belief? Yeah, the chicken and the Yeah, that's what I always, yeah. That's... Does it matter or is it, it's, I, I always mean, find it it's, interesting. If, if no matter which way you believe or if you're not sure, you gotta take, just, just do it. You got to take the action. No matter <laughs> exactly. what, take the action. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how I always felt. Like, yeah. And the other thing is too, like if you get into a situation and like things are bad and you just, you just, you need a sounding board. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind that at least me, and I know you, and I'm sure a lot of your followers, you want to be in that top echelon. You want to be in that top yeah. percent or top half percent. So it's a very elite group up there. But I think some of the problems that some people have when they want to be in that level is, then who do they talk to in terms of what they should do next or help? They talk to that 99% that just don't get it. And they're getting advice, and it's like, oh, you know, like, why would you take that risk? Like, why would you risk that money? Why don't you, why don't you buy, you know, a savings bond or something like that? And it's like, why am I talking to people that don't aspire to be like that? That's where mentors, you know, building your tribe, so to speak, mm -hmm. having a mastermind group. You trust people. They know what you're going through. They get it. And those are the people to turn to and not the others. Mm -hmm. Since you mentioned that, perfect time to plug. If you, if you guys are looking for mentorship, head over to www.tier1trading.com. Uh, Bob just said it himself. So you guys need mentorship. You've got it. <laughs> that was horrible. What if it was this? But um, no, no, that's that's so true. I, I always think, um, you know, I, I believe in this thing called the comfort zone and how, like, and I'm sure you've seen the graphics of it of what, 90 percent or people are in this 
comfort bubble of not kind of taking risk and they're 10 percent are outside of it and 10 out the outside is like all your dreams and your perfect life um lay and the people that are trying to get out of this comfort zone to take the right action they're like i said they're listening to people that are in it who are automatically saying no don't do that that's not safe um and it's 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 surrounding yourself around the right people um and that's you know that's a big change that i've made in my life is just trying to be in really trying to be in positions that i'm unfamiliar with try to be in positions that that um, make me a little bit uncomfortable. You know, the, the, the foundation that we're a part of, uh, that's a good example of just like being in the room where it's like, okay, let's just see how these people operate because I'll learn from people that are smarter than me in, in doing this. Or I recently joined a, another board where it's uh, with athletics, where we're doing some stuff with like philosophy and it was scary because I'm like, I have no idea what we're, what we're talking about here, but it's like, let me just join and pop in and um, you, you grow, that's how you grow. Um, so I think it is finding the right people, finding people that are going to be supportive, that are going to encourage you, that are going to, they're not going to, not going to baby you. They're not going to say, oh, man, life is good. You got it. Go ahead. They're going to, they're going to push you and be honest with you. I think that's, that's important um, to finding success. I, I agree. Um, just going back, you know, you said earlier about taking small risk. Um, we often talk about before trading, you know, when you go from, we go through a process where you learn how to trade. Um, you trade like a, what's called a demo account where it's like um, like fake money. Just kind of get the, the feel of it and build a little confidence. But you can't get the same feeling trading fake money than you as you can with real money. Um, and often people will jump right into trading with real money. And all of a sudden, real money hurts a little bit because when they lose it, it hurts a lot. When they see it gain, they get all emotional. And it's different than fake money, you know, monopoly money, where it's like, oh, you know, if I lose it all, no big deal. Or if I win it, it doesn't really make a difference. Um, we always talk about starting small taking small risk instead of investing your entire account right away, right? Trade a little bit, a little bit of real money, enough to kind of feel the risk, but not enough where it's like, hey, if you, where you can still learn from your mistakes. So if you mess up, you know, you're not broke. You can kind of sit back and be like, okay, this is what I did wrong. And then try again. I guess you give yourself enough time to, I don't like using the word fail because I don't believe in failure until you quit, but you give yourself enough time to kind of, kind of fail until you can figure out how to get it right without really risking your capital. Um, so that's big. Um, I guess any, any last bit, bit of advice that you would have for this, a person, and we talked about this already, but someone that is, that wants to be successful, um, that just, they just need that little bit of a push just to kind of do it. They're prepared. They know what they're doing. They've spoken to their coaches and their coaches are saying, Hey, like, dude, you're ready, but they just need that little bit of extra push to kind of commit. Um, any wise words that you would give to someone like that? I, I think very logically. So mm -hmm. to me, when something like that happens, I will, I will literally write down the risks that can possibly come from an outcome. Mm -hmm. And then I look at each of those risks and I look at how I could mitigate those risks or eliminate them. And bottom line, if you get to a worst case scenario and you say, hey, look, I can, I can live with that outcome, it's not going to be easy, it's not going to be fun, but I can live with that, and that's the worst case scenario, then <laughs> there you go. That's a good then, worst case. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. The decision is made because, you know, once you start doing it, it you start to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And what, what I have found that is that when I, when I take the risks, it's actually not nearly as bad as my mind made it up to be. Um, it's almost never as bad as my mind made it up to be. Our, our minds are tremendous in building things up and making things look horrible when they're actually not. 
So once you start doing that, it's like, gosh, that it really wasn't that bad after all. And then the result, um, what we get from that result rather is so great. It's just, um, you know, gives your brain a little shot of dopamine. It's like, Hey, that was, that was fun. That was great. What's the next risk I can take so I can get my next reward. Mm -hmm. And then boom, you're hooked. You know what it reminds me of? That's a, I love that what you just said about writing it down because you can you can you think about it obviously when you write, but you can visualize like you said the, the mind's going to create all these wild risks of like if I do this the world is going to explode and you know alien invasion. When you actually write down the risk, you probably realize you probably think like I'm going to have a million things I wrote down, and you, before you know it, it's like oh well, that that wasn't too bad. Well, the other thing too, when we were talking about you know. Surrounding yourself with that 1%. Mm -hmm. um, I was recently in Edinburgh, Scotland for TED Summits, the worldwide gathering of, of you know, TED speakers and TEDx organizers and so forth. And I was fortunate enough to be um, selected by TED to attend. And there was something that I wanted to do when I was at that event. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I know. Yep, yeah, that's a, that's a, we were just talking about this the other day. Yeah. So the, the, the last, I was flying home that, that Sunday at the end of the week. And one of my good friends there, she lives in Paris, and I said, geez, Jenny, you know, you're lucky you're going to fly home on Sunday. The Tour de France finishes on Sunday. I always wanted to see that. Are you going to go? And she says, no, she says, I'm, I'm going to Italy after this and spending some time with a friend. She says, why don't you go? It's like, well, I, I can't go. You know, she says, why not? So here's what I learned. <laughs> when you start giving excuses to people that are in that upper echelon, Boy, do your excuses look stupid. And it's like, well, I, I can't. I have to change my I have to change my flight. I have to call the airline. I gotta change and then I gotta fly out of Paris. I gotta get to Paris from, from Scotland. She says, Well that that's a phone call, right? It's like, Yeah, but yeah. And she and I said, Then then like I on Monday, like I was supposed to work on Monday, I'm gonna get home Monday. She says, Well, can you like can you change your work schedule? It's like well, I own the business, so yeah, I, I guess I can. She goes, okay, so what else? And it's like, well, that was it. Just changing the plane schedule and changing my work schedule, and that was it. So I went back to my hotel room, changed the plane, changed the work, and watched the Tour de France uh, finish on the Champs-Élysées, and it was one of the best experiences of my entire life. And it would not have happened if I talked to that 99%. It's like, oh, changing tickets is the worst, and they're going to charge you a couple hundred dollars for doing it. And it's like, whew, you know, avoided that life experience. It would have fed right into the excuses you wanted to hear. Right. You exactly. wanted to be told no, and you're just looking for reasons to be like, no, I can't do it. But instead, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's a great example, a realization that, you know, this isn't yeah, this isn't that bad. I could actually do this, and there's nothing really against it. Exactly. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a perfect example. Um, so I appreciate you having, having you in. Uh, we've got to get to this meeting soon. Uh, would you like to do any shameless promotion of anything you do on social media or stuff like that so you if, super you superstar you <laughs> if uh, <laughs> i always believe in starting my day in a positive note which started me to tweet a positive quote every morning so uh bob vasile that's v like in victor a s i l e at bob vasile on twitter if you just want to start your day with a, a positive quote every morning that's about it boom there we go thank you yep thanks for having me there you go. That was painless. Look at that. Oh, you say. Look at that. You, you said you, you said you couldn't Says you couldn't go painless. off the top. Jeez. <laughs> Man, I'm worn out. <laughs>